This is about a dentist. It is episode 13 of the Story Garden Pod, and I'm your host and story gardener, Megan Lang. Today's episode is extra special. It's lucky number 13, the least edited episode ever, and I finally get to welcome one of my swing dance friends to join me on the show. As a little note for fun's sake, today's music is pulled from a video recording in 2018 that features my guest on drums. The best part? The song is clearly about a dentist. Now, I am excited to introduce today's guest, John Tigert. John and I met in 2015 as part of the swing dance community. And as you'll hear, our friendship has clearly developed over the years. He is a talented dance instructor, performer, band leader, drummer, and is a self-described jack of all trades, and I am truly honored to have him join me this week. A special request. If you know someone local to the Middle Tennessee area who you think should be a guest on Story Garden Pod, send me an email at storygardener@meganlang.co and let me know. Having said that, are you ready? It's time to grab a drink, pull up a chair and join us in the story garden. My name is John Tiger. Um uh it is hard to give myself a a a a title cuz part of I think who I am is how many hats I wear. So I'm a swing dance teacher, organizer, DJ, band leader, uh dad, cat dad. Cat dad, sure, that's easy. Um That that's that's most of the hats I think. The mo- most of them are in swing dance worlds. You can just say like uh swing dance entrepreneur. I do a little everything. Swing dance entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. Well, I don't swing even dance I don't even know what word you're Swing dance entrepreneur. Dance entrepreneur. Oh gosh. Yeah, okay. Well, congratulations. A new word has been coined in your favor. Um But yeah, um I I I kind of got into swing dancing and was already in kind of the music land. Yes. And just kind of continued to say yes when people asked me to do stuff. I feel like I watched a video on YouTube once of you tap dancing. It's very in, possible. No, but like in a Buddy the Elf something or some Oh, like, 
Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Uh, when I was in college, I worked with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. Yes. And they do a show called Yuletide, yes. which traditionally features a tap dancing, rockette style chorus line <laughs> of uh, six, approximately 16 Santa Claus, clauses. <laughs> I don't know what the plural of that is. We're inventing a lot of new words already. John is a, he is at least as tall as a rockette. Yes, oh, it's fair. Uh, but but we we had danced we had Santa Claus eye of all shapes and sizes. That's amazing. Uh, but we did nail the kick line at the end. So I remember. I don't know why. Would I don't know I how you saw that. that. That's amazing. You, somebody who must knows? have. Anyone who knew me back then, I mean, it was my whole November and December because we did. <gasps> no, no, no! You told me about it. Maybe it yeah. was. I want to say that it maybe it was during rhythm at one point or something. We talked about. Weird shows and oh well, the funniest part of that whole show is like so we did that number, but then didn't you do a weird thing in one of them? Or... Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you know the name Sandy Patty. Yes, that was it. We were <laughs> yeah, yeah, were yeah. We, we were talking, talking about, about Sandy, Sandy Patty. Patty. I don't remember why. Because um, she also she sang. She was the OG singer of like Via Dolorosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's one of the regular <laughs> rotating hosts of yes. this show. She came in and I got to waltz with her for a while uh, in one of the number. I don't know, some Christmas waltz. There's a dozen. Why do I know this about you, though? Uh, probably because we were talking about weird musical theater shows and, like, off-center stuff. I don't even know. The video might not even be one of my years because it's the same routine. I could still do that I, routine. But I feel like I feel like we watched it... And maybe you were like, I think that's me. Or there was one part where... Maybe. But it's like really bad quality video because it's been it's a old. while. Yeah. So. Amazing. Potato quality. Uh, the other fun thing I got to do in that show was they had, a, they had a like toy box coming to life thing and all the dancers got cast as toys. And because I was so big, I got put in a like fully stuffed like rabbit... Christmas mascot costume and had to do Squat Charleston. As a rabbit? As a giant. I mean, like... Oh, my God. I would never want to be an actual mascot because those suits are so but hot. But <laughs> Squat Charleston? I was young. I was I was fit. I could do it then. Oh, okay. Well, um... But yeah, that, that, that was back when I thought I might go into professional musical theater land. And, uh... I mean, that was a great opportunity, because they they flew in stars from New York Sandy and Patty, L.A. and Sandy Patty, yeah. Uh, Liz and Anne Hampton Calloway, who are both, like, Grammy and Tony Award winners. Um, the singing voice of Anastasia. Oh! So there you go. Um, oh! Yeah! Oh, 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 because, you know what? Okay, so she did, she did a recording with um, the original Broadway cast, Anastasia. Um, they did a version of... Uh, da, 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 December. Um, once upon a December. Yes, yeah, once yeah, yeah. upon a December. She she had to, to do it back with us December. because you can't. It's not even a Christmas oh song, gosh. but you kind of. No, but it is. You have to do it. It's just especially like, with her. Yes, it's also it's just like um, River by Joni Mitchell. Yes, which is not a Christmas song, but it should be. And then there's the whole debate of like Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Christmas or a Halloween movie? Por qué no los dos? It gets really complicated, so you just have to watch it in October and again in December. Yeah, for for research sake. Research, proper holiday spirit, everything works. We're very good at this. 
<laughs> so, uh, so, hey John, tell hey, me, Megan. do you here? We should clink glasses. Clink, clink. I would like to hear a story. Okay. From you. I I will. This is going to seem very random out of context, but I'm gonna love it. Once upon a time, there was a uh, a, a young man who lived. This is like. Is this the story? Well, this is this a is, story. Oh gosh, okay. Dude, we can't we can't preface that. That's too much pressure. But there was a man who lived in like the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. He lived in a shoe. He did not live in a shoe. Okay. He moved out west. Uh, his name was Jeremiah Straw, and he was in part of this like Oklahoma Sooners settling thing, and he got a farm and whatever. And you know, he had a farm and he grew a bunch of wheat, as many folks did. He said wheat with wheat, a T. Wheat. Yes. We are in Tennessee Excellent. where wheat is yes. completely legal and has been for many, many years. <laughs> and will continue to ma- remain so forever. Okay, yes. so uh, the wheat grower. Yeah, and, and I can't remember exactly what happened, but the long and short of it is that he was accused of a crime he did not commit. Horrible. Uh, yeah, it, it was, you know, stealing crops, murder, theft, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. is worse than the other, but okay. The long and short of it is that... During his, like, arraignment, like, people got into it. The whole town got into the whole thing. And in honor of Jeremiah Straw, in protest of him receiving this punishment, people didn't believe he'd actually did it, people showed up to the courthouse chewing on pieces of straw. And to that day, to to that day? Because of that <laughs> to day. To this day. To, to this day, <laughs> that is why farmers are often depicted chewing pieces of straw. Now the important thing you know to know about this story <laughs> is that it is 100% false. Oh, excellent. Totally I made love up. That. Great. Not a word of it is true whatsoever. But the reason I'm telling you this story is because the first time I heard this story, I was maybe 7 years old and my brother at the dinner table asked my dad, "Hey dad, why do farmers chew pieces of straw?" And uh he went into more detail than I did off the top of his head at the dinner table. I am and it's, so unsurprised. Yeah, and you've met my dad, so oh, you yeah. know. And you, I get that from him yes. as well. Yes, So, So we, <laughs> part of the reason I'm sharing this is because I come from a long line of storytellers, whether or not they be true or false. Uh, Your dad is a <laughs> ponderful person. He's a ponderful and person. so are you, very ponderful. I and we begrudge each other both when we do it, like we wouldn't do the exact same thing. <laughs> it's a great relationship. Is, yeah, I mean, you even, I made a comment before we started about um, this microphone being microphony. Oh, and I said it was, that That means it's uh, full of a little chaos, because it's yeah. sm- microphony. Yeah. Like, I, oh, uh, can, can we cuss here? Um, it depends on which one. Well, I... I re- Which word are you trying to say? I said that microphone's full of a little bullshit. Everybody needs a little bullshit now Everyone and again. needs a little bullshit. That's why you have a microphone <laughs> This is... So you're just storing up your bad jokes. Well, yeah. And I mean, part of part of the reason I tell that story, and you preface this to me, is like stories that have made an impact in your life. Uh-huh. One, that story sticks with me to this day. Yeah. Uh, family legend of just... A funny story, but two, Brilliant. it's like the power of story. Because like, yeah. I don't know the real story. How long have you remembered this? I, I decades. Tw- tw- uh, two and a half decades. Yep. Twenty five ish years. Uh, and and my whole family knows about. You can just say Jeremiah Straw, Amazing. and ten people will just start busting out laughing. 
But it's that kind of story. And also, in my line of work, yeah. where we're looking at swing dancing, which is kind of an... It's storytelling through movement. It's storytelling through movement. Yeah. And, well, and music is storytelling through... Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I think that's why I like both of those things, too. Like... Yeah. I'm drawn I mean, to things that tell stories. You're we're drawn also to th- theater yes. people. Well, that, okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. But but the other thing I realized much later in my life, because we talk about Lindy Hop history all the time, and swing dance history, and, and jazz music history, yeah. and we talk about it, and lots of people talk about it, and write books as if it's like very definite, but we kind of need to remember that there's a lot of folks like my dad out there. Oh, gosh. Who are storytellers. Oh. So when you're looking at these history, and you're hearing these stories, you have to remember, you're like, What about if you're reading Frankie Manning's bio? Exactly. (laughs) How much did Frankie Manning have in common with Bob Tigert or John Tigert? Uh, In terms of his storytelling abilities. Well, you can read the book and then watch videos online of Frankie telling the story of the first Ariel. And, like, there's little slight changes. Yeah. But what I take mostly from it is Frankie... By the time he got to writing the book and got these videos out, had a routine. He was nailed of down. Of how he told this story. Oh my god! And so it's like he knew how to tell the story to get the beats. He knew how to tell the story to get the reactions. And I'm like, I'm gonna take this with one extra grain of salt, knowing that this story is passed down singularly from someone who is a performer. Oh my. So that's why I, that story sticks with me so much, is to take everything with a little bit more grain of salt, no matter how entertaining it is. Um, are you going to tell the story to your little one one day? I don't know. I think you have to I, at this point. I'll, I will give this to my dad's credit. Immediately after the story, he admitted it was totally made up. You, But you just told me the story and then said it's totally made up. True, Why but can't you do that with... I can. I think she'll look at me and say, why'd you tell me that story, Dad? Well, darling. I think the beauty of it is that it was made up on the spot. So I think I think the challenge is when when it's my little middle, one. It, it'll be it, a great story to tell about. It, it'll is be he grandpa. Yes. Grand, grandpa uh, pops. Oh my god! Of course he's of pops. Of course he's pops. Yeah. <laughs> that also. Oh, okay. Well, what a hoot and nanny. But yeah, uh, that'll be a good story about pops. But I think the challenge that my brother and I have both taken on is when our kids ask us that silly question is we then have to create our own Jeremiah Straw. Why do horses like carrots? (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to think about it. One Uh, day, that may be a question. (laughs) You're asking me a literal biology question. (laughs) Well, okay. uh... Uh, I'll give you an example of one that I've almost had, which is uh, the phrase hands down. Someone asked me what it what it meant, and I immediately... Does it mean something about, like, racing? You know how people lean over before they run? Oh, and like they horse racing. Oh, like no. down on the ground? Interesting. Uh, no, I thought it was like... Not horse racing. That would be hard. You oh, like racing, like, like the starting yeah, position. Yeah, like the starting I see what position. You're saying. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Um, from what I... The research I did, the real, this is a real answer, is it, uh, comes from cards. You would put your oh, hand down and everything would be revealed. Boring. I agree. But the one I came up with on the spot at a restaurant with people is someone brought it up and I thought it would have to do with like the traditional raising of a hand to ask a question. So if something was hands down the oh. answer, there would be no questions. I thought that was pretty clever. It's clever, but it's also boring. It is boring. I'll give you that. Mine is much better. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't know it was a contest. It is always a contest with me. Um, Cool. Well, so the first story basically tells us that stories are important, which is, yes. But also they're not fact. Yes. Always. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. And, And in a lot of ways, the person telling the story, like their voice is as important as the story. Which is why we have a podcast about storytelling. <laughs> no, I, I, I really love it. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about this episode. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that was the first story I kind of thought Excellent. of when you first told me because that's it. that's it's my really power good. of stories story. Uh, a good story. I don't, I, I don't know whether to talk about a story about me or just like a story in general I like. Um, I, 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 Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> you already have a beverage. I can't feed you more than that. The chicken is still raw, okay? It's gonna be cooking on the grill. Not that, the not the living one. That sounds like a, a uh, yeah. like a long running podcast gag. Be like, yo, the chicken is raw. <laughs> that chicken is raw. But actually But but literally the chicken that your it, husband is cooking. My husband is, is, is grilling chicken for us right now and it is not cooked yet. And then we have live chickens. Podcast listeners, you may not know this, but I have recently acquired live chickens from my guest two episodes ago, Josh. Oh, cool. He gave me seven chickens. I I met the chickens. They're very friendly. Yeah. One of them has a name. Is it the... The red one. (laughs) One of them is named Woo. (laughs) The red one? Yeah. I saw a brown one. Who was the old lady? She's she's the brown one. Okay. She's red, brown. It's a... It's a chicken thing? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. It's like how brindle like, is a color for dogs. Yes, Even yes. though it's just a made-up word. Yes, it's a mess of color. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, tell me a story about you. Oh, God, that's awful. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. It, it, it's <laughs> do good. it anyway. <laughs> I mean, I can, uh, like, hype you up. Go, John. So it's not your birthday. <laughs> this is kind of a... a it, it, it's a story without a point, but I think it's a, a, a snapshot of oh, a time in a my point. life. Sure, okay, sure, sure. Um, this is like the long way around story of how I ended up proposing to my now wife. Uh, I need to interrupt this podcast to say that <laughs> John and I are friends now. And I mean, we were, I, I we, thought you were a fine friendly. person. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have been friendly, but I met his then girlfriend at McShake. Which was a, a solo it jazz. It was a solo jazz weekend yeah, yeah. here in Nashville in 2017. <laughs> September of 2017. She's better memory than me. And I drove here for one night because my now husband, then boyfriend, was here. So I drove down and I like went to the dance and I think it was at the Geck. That sounds right. And she was out on the back porch. And I remember talking to her there and being like, ah, oh, I like this person. Interesting that she's dating John. I like her very much. Let's be friends. <laughs> and then we went to Nevermore in, in St. Louis. Louis in November. And she was there. And I got to hang out with her. And it was the best thing ever. And then a year later is when Nick proposed to me at, at Nevermore. Nevermore again. Yeah. And Sam and John, so John was the one that allowed Nick to use the microphone. That's that makes me sound very controlling. I was No, no, no. I you was were the, the MC. MC. Yeah, yeah. But like he gave Nick permission <laughs> to use the microphone that really you weren't supposed to be able to use if you weren't a paid staff. Yeah. And um 
But they took us out. We went to some Mexican restaurant and had like. Big cocktails and pineapples. Do you remember that? Oh, that was the, the pineapple. Pi- yeah, it was like a, 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 it was like a the pina colada yes, in a pineapple. It, it was, was delicious. Delicious. And so then we like we had a got raucous drinks. dinner. Yeah, and then we went and then and so I have this picture from Nevermore and Nick is I guess maybe we're dancing or I'm being proposed to whatever. But Sam is in the background. And she's like, <gasps> and her hands are covering her mouth, and it's the cutest. Oh, and I just told her what was thing. happening. <laughs> yes, and she's so happy, and like, it's just the best. And so our friendship was cemented. Uh, absolutely. And I appreciate the fact that you had good taste. I'm... When I didn't know if you would or not. Thank you. Um... <laughs> so she's cool as heck, and John and I are friends. And would be probably outside of that, but... More so because of my wife. More so because his wife is just fabulous. I agree with you. So you tell your story now that I have intruded with my love for Sam. No, no, it's great. Um, (laughs) It's just kind of a a, a snapshot story of of my life. Unfortunately, uh, she's not involved in this story a ton because... Oh, I love that. Okay. um, See, what had happened... Was what had happened was I, I I lived in Nashville when we met, and then I moved to Baltimore to move in with my wife, and because I was tra- traveling, I was a swing dance teacher. I was doing like forty weekends a year, mm-hmm. and I, you know, why am I flying to Nashville right. just to turn around and go to Baltimore and visit yeah. her? So yeah. so I was a road person. Yeah, I moved into her house, and I was there half the time. Not even. Not even. And during weekdays, she's going to work. I'm staying home. So, like, we're still not seeing each other a ton, but yeah. it's, it's a lot. And, you know, a, almost a year goes by of living together, and, and we're I get home one night, and I just kind of lay in bed, and it was like two in the morning. So she was already asleep, and I just thought, yeah, this this can be it. This can be my life. I'm, I'm fine with this. So then I had coming up the longest continuous tour of my life which was uh two weeks in china sorry a week in st louis for nevermore okay followed by uh two weeks in china a week in vietnam a week back in china uh, must have been 2019 yeah okay uh so so four weeks in east asia after st louis and then a week in prague and then home so it was the one time in my life i did a full world lap I went west oh around gosh. the entire planet. That was super cool. It's I, like really cool, but I cannot advise anyone to do it. It's no, awful. No. Um, I had my first panic attack in a hotel in China because I was just so discombobulated mm-hmm. and it, three weeks of just not knowing Mm-mm. anything. Uh, it was probably hard not knowing the language spoken everywhere too i mean i mean not yeah. that i mean a lot of people speak english yeah um but like not knowing the primary language spoken in well, some of the countries and then have it like being like oh where do i yeah and and, and one of the things you don't trying to adjust think about so much uh two parts like one china is a very advanced technological city yeah but it's all on kind of their system so like oh. Gmail is blocked, Facebook Facebook is Facebook blocked, is like and, and like, so it's very hard to stay in contact. And on top of that, twelve hours difference from home time. He. So like Samantha and I are trying to like find like thirty minutes here and there to connect, and the internet is terrible. So it's like 
wildly lonely. And when you're dancing, also, the dance schedule is so different from... Right, we're up late night, like, yeah, trying like to even understand. p.m. when she's waking up at 7 a.m., it's still, like... She's I'm getting going ready for out. work, you're and you're going, about yeah. to go to. So she'd have to. Oh my. So just finding time to talk, yeah. Even just to just to be in touch, or even just to send text messages, was difficult. Uh, so it was a very long trip. I was very unhappy. Yeah. Uh, I had a blast at the event, so I don't want. Yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. like anyone to hear that and be like, no. "Oh, John hates traveling." But no, it was no, like no. it was that was a hard trip. That was five five weeks, six weeks, five, five six weeks. Yeah. A lengthy amount of time in various different countries with various different time zones, and. Yeah. Not being able to connect with the people you love, I can imagine. And it's not like I was home for like five weeks before. It's like right. I was still going out, still but this doing... was continuous. No, I don't think anyone would hear that and be like, "He hated those events." You can no, have no, no, great no. bright spots where the weekends were fabulous with events, but still, when things aren't going on, have hard times. Yeah, and like yeah. our time in Vietnam, like we spent some extra time there and got to see some of the country, and it was oh, amazing. Cool. So like yeah. we got to do some tourist stuff, and I loved that. But I mean. In the vacation in the is tiring. Time. Yes, yes, it is. Um, there is a study somewhere that said after after a good it? vacation, no, you need like no, rest days. After, I've seen that. After ten days of vacation, my friend Jessica mentioned this. I believe after ten days of vacation stops stops giving you the benefits mm. of vacation, mm-hmm. and so it's no longer the novelty of vacation, which means you're not receiving the same right. Right? So yeah. that would, and that's not even, you're working, but you have random vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like, is it vacation? Is you it work? You didn't have your cats. Yeah, you're not going on vacation with your family. You're going on vacation with your coworkers. And you're working. And you're working part-time. So it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, we make it to Prague, and I know that I'm like, in my head on this whole trip, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to propose to my girlfriend, and we are... Like, this is, this is my, like, life plan beyond all the work stuff. Yeah. So we get to Prague, and what I didn't know until we got there was actually Prague is a, like, big jewelry city. Uh, so I actually went through and, like, <gasps> took some time and found Samantha's ring in, like, a, a mall in Prague. That. and Yeah, yeah. She had sent me a bunch of, like, stuff, because we talked about it, yeah. obviously. One of the things I asked Nick when you all got engaged was, are you sure this is going to go yeah. well? yeah. Because uh, I'm a big believer Etsy, in that. An Etsy wish list, and it yeah. had like seven rings, and this like, was you all have talked one about this, them. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like, so that's not a diamond. Are you sure she's gonna like it? Yeah. Yeah. Same yep. conversation. Uh, so, so we had that whole thing, and I was very satisfied with the purchase. I was excited going home. I was like, "This is the last leg of the trip. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna see the cats. I'm gonna see Sam. It's gonna be amazing. I'm nervous about this thing. The event went great. Like we had a, a, a great time." Uh, and I, I go home and my first night home, I, Samantha's at work when I land. So I get home to the house from an Uber and yeah. like clean up and tidy up, go to the grocery store. I'm going to cook her favorite dinner. We're going to put on, I had bought, uh, a, a music box in China <laughs> that played, uh, I believe it's the theme from Howl's Moving Castle. Because we're both Studio Ghibli oh, nerds. Oh, yeah. Well, I can imagine that. Yeah. So knowing we, we her. had, like, a hand-carved, like, music box that opened up with the ring inside. And we were going to, like, watch the movie, eat dinner, do the whole thing. We're, like, not very public people. So we knew we didn't want to, like, this was our, mm-hmm. like, little private thing. Celebration. Yeah. Dinner goes great. Panicking in my head the whole time. We put on the movie. We're going through it. I pass out immediately. <laughs> like, ten minutes into the movie, I'm on the couch, head back. 
snoring. I'm like awake every 10 seconds or so. And Sam's like, we well, can just go to bed. I was like, no, let's watch the movie. It's going to be great. And like, I think we made it to the end. She might have just turned it off and I don't know. But the story goes, we made it to the end. And then I was like, there's one more thing. And then we did the whole like, quote. but I had basically been so tired. very unflatteringly snoring for about 30 minutes directly before I proposed. Did she say yes? Well, we're married, so, I, yeah. <laughs> we're married with child. I hope I, she said I, yes. It'd be a long time We to, are married with child. The, the child already to, like, is born. It's if it was real, a misunderstanding, yeah. it'd be a long time to not correct that. Well, also, if it was a misunderstanding, it wouldn't have been the right person. R- right, of course. But she was the right person. Yeah, it was absolutely the right person. And, and she, of course, understood, and... Uh, you know, just happy to have her cuddle buddy home. Yeah, and and I was happy to be home. Cuddle, sure. I'm not whatever. gonna call you cuddle buddy ever again. That was uh, yeah, not we're... what I wanted That's to fine. say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those stories where like I worked so hard and I had been so good in yeah. my job that week, and then I got home and I was like, yes, lifetime, and I was like. And that's when, like, work-life balance really oh, started yeah. to make a big well, difference to me, too. Well, congratulations on falling asleep and still landing the girl. But, you know, that, <laughs> that, I think that's the point of that story is, like, yeah. you can lay the best plans, but, like, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah. If it is going to work, it is. You know? It's kind of one of those things. It's, like, and sometimes you... It sounds you... like you also had adrenaline going for, like, a week straight. And there's no way for a body to sustain that. So it also... Well, and, and, and you kind of understand. Like, as a performer, like, when you're in public, it's a different energy you than when on. you're at home. And, like, yes. being in a hotel, knowing you have to go back, like, you don't get to fully reset at Mm-mm. any point. So you kind of have that mask on for five weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, like, musicians talk about the same thing going mm-hmm. on tour, how, like, they're a different person on tour than they are at home. Anytime. It's totally true. It is. Well, and even, like, for me, it's, like, going to Nick's family's. I love them desperately. Like, they're wonderful when I go mm-hmm. visit his family. But I still, when I get home, I'm out. I am done with people. Yeah. Done yeah. with them. And it oh, doesn't, yeah. I have I have my own room there. Like, and they understand when I need my introvert time. But I still, I'm like, there are people in this house. It's not my space. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, there, there are people who have you know, taking classes from me and then, and then meet my wife and they're like, how do you deal with that energy all the time? I don't. That (laughs) energy doesn't exist in this household. No, I am not, I am not outward facing me when I'm in my home. Yeah. I think if, if any of us were, it would be awful. I also, I think that's why we get along because. (laughs) You're fake. No, no. (laughs) Because we're theater people. Yeah. And so we know how to do the... You can turn it on. Yes. But also, like, I'm still a cool person when I'm not... On. On. I just am much more chill. Yeah. And people are very surprised. Are you an introvert? I, uh... Whenever the whole thing about, like, the introverted extrovert Uh comes around, I feel like that's me. Introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert? Oh, I'm not sure I know the difference. I mean, do you recharge around people or by yourself? Or with, like, there's one two, there's, person? There's or... two different batteries yeah. that recharge in different ways. Which one needs more? Whatever's gotten less attention. Got it. Okay. Like, I... You may be, just be a, a even... Yeah, like, there's... I am there's... an extroverted introvert. If you I, need your... If I don't have my alone time, and this even 
like sometimes I'll get home from or Nick will get home from work or whatever. I'll get home from something and I'll mm-hmm. be like, I'm going upstairs. Please don't come upstairs. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm perfectly comfortable. Maybe I shouldn't say this since my wife is in the house, but I'm perfectly comfortable being alone for weeks at a time. Yeah. I, I, I can do that. Eventually, I'll, like, need to... I don't to, think she would be offended but, by that. That's literally just a personality and recharge thing. Yeah, but, like... She would get it. <laughs> I, I guess the introverted side of me probably needs more attention because I don't get the opportunity to do that as much. But, you know, like, I have yeah. a very public-facing job, so I yeah. I get all the socialization I need. But, all the time. But, like, you know, when, when COVID happened and I lost work, like, there were times that I needed to see people. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a whole different... Situation too, because sure. that's like a yeah, systemic yeah. shift of society there, which I, it was hard. It was. But I built a green. Or Nick built me a green. Room. <laughs> uh, Nick built you a green room, and I had a. My wife had a baby. <laughs> very cute one. A very, very cute. cute. One. So yeah, um, cool. Okay. So so story number three. This is seamless. Look at us. I'm not even going to have to edit this much. Sure. Uh. <laughs> You've only said um like twice. I've only said like like 57 fair, times. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> That's I'm, one of my words. Like. Uh, I got, this is not the third story, but I got called out in class a few times, especially in Nashville here. Because I would end class, especially when I'm teaching alone, I'd be like, all right, we're going to try this tuck turn, and then we're going to do a swing out, and we're going to do end it with a circle. Yeah? Does that sound good? Yeah? Okay, yeah? And eventually people... That was your thing? Yeah. I asked <laughs> yeah. yeah after every sentence in class, because I was just looking for them to, like, participate. Respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a way to encourage... And also, I'm, like, wildly insecure, so I'm constantly looking for approval, <laughs> hence being a performer. Cheers. Cheers. Uh... <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I had students who started back to me and was like, all right, we're going to do it. Yeah. And be like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And it took me like days to figure it out. I was teaching like a monthly class here and the whole class started doing it. And it was, um, well, uh, mortifying. Are you my books over and, here? And it, 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 yes, I was, I got distracted. I have so, yeah. Uh, no, but it was mortifying <laughs> and, uh, eye opening. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause exactly. It's like when Correct. you have that thing pointed out, you're like, oh, God, now I have to think about that. Listening to the these oh, as I edit them, listening back to these as I edit them, I say like, like a lot. Mm, yeah. But I also do that. I'll do but. But. Yeah. And uh, all the time. That's when you need the super cut. It, well, and I just all. do it, but. Oh, I will. Maybe I will. But I also realized that that's just how I make sure that I am saying something I really mean. Mm. So I'll say like, and, and I'll wait, so, and then so, I'll add something. And that way, I know that it's still, I'm, it's saying something extra, but I'm not saying words that I don't mean. Right, exactly. Which is important to me. It, it's an, I'm not done let me process for a second. Make and, and sure this that is, I don't say something problematic, uh, like or incorrect. Exactly. Yeah. And like, first and foremost, everyone should be in therapy at some point in their life. But Woo! Th- this is this is one of the few times where I'm actually gonna think that there are like two kinds of people. Yeah. And there is a I think a binary exi- that exists. It's very rare. Every in nature. time I say yeah, I'm <laughs> I know now we're hyper aware. Okay. Um, 
But but I think there are people who know the ends of their sentences before they say them. Yeah. And people who don't. Oh. I am. I don't know where my sentence is going no. when I start. And I feel like you're the same because that's why we. Um, my brain and, and we, continues. Because uh, as you're saying it, yes. you're processing what you're saying. You're like, wait, I don't actually believe what I'm saying. I need to twist reroute it, reroute it, yeah. and make sure that what's coming out is something. Because my big thing is what that I okay. Hold on. My big thing is that I don't want to ever. I, I believe that words have so much power. That when I say them, they need to be something that I'll stand by, generally. Um, And that's exactly what I mean. Um, But if I don't think about them, then I'm afraid I'll say something that then later I look back on and regret. Yeah. And I'm not willing to do that because Uh, words are very powerful. And this is actually something that uh, one of my dance partners, Jenna Applegarth, helped put in me because uh, Jenna is really... One of the big fights we had when we were, and we had a number of them when we were starting to work together because we had very different ideas. But one of the things that we talked about a lot is, is Jenna's all about precision of language. Say the exact word you mean, not the word you think everyone understands. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've come around to it. And now it's frustrating when other people don't do it, which, like, it's kind of one of those mm-hmm. ignorance is bliss moments. Yes. Um, but the reason I, 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 I gasped earlier is because he this... He made a big, like... I did. Oh my goodness, I have thought of something new movement. Well, it, it was the realization that this conversation actually is kind of the perfect segue into what is now going to be the third story. Yes! Which is all kind of about, like, one, going back to our second story, being mm-hmm. kind of like, if it's going to work, it's going to not. Yeah. You kind of got to figure it out best laid plans you can plan as much as you want but you gotta kind of you still may fall asleep and that's okay you, still you may gotta fall be asleep. willing to adjust uh so this is actually a story not about anyone i know and we're going all the way back so this is a story that is a <laughs> jazz anecdote which means we oh. must take it with a grain or two of salt i love that okay um so this comes from uh of all people glenn miller's biography um what okay it, it's a it's really a, a, a great biography um, I think it's George T Simon is how it is on the book Wow um, but it, it, it's a cool yeah, biography extra tea. gotta spill it God that's awful I um, just did I a love it. Ja- da- jad doke. jazz dad dad jazz jokes no I said jad doke jad doke jazz joke jazz joke I think I doesn't think, matter. It's a dad, I think dad jazz, jazz jokes joke. is my new podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, in, in this fifty seconds each. Fi- that's yeah, it. it's sixty seconds a week. That's it. Um, but no. So this in this Glenn Miller biography, it's from when he's uh, touring, I think, with Red Nichols and his Five Pennies, which is a great band name. First of yes. all, yes. And the thing I remember about that is. Uh, with inflation, how much would that band be worth now? Oh, like 10K. <laughs> Great, fabulous. Because okay. here, here's the actual thing about it. Red Nichols and his five pennies was a lie. Because on most of the recordings, he'd bring in like 10 or 12 musicians. And then he'd only tour with some. And occasionally there'd be literally be musicians in the wing playing extra parts that people couldn't see. So it was like brilliant. stuck to the name so hard Good that he job, had to lie. Yeah, Red way Nichols. to go, Red Nichols. But like Tommy Dorsey, the Dorsey brothers played in this band. This is like late twenties, early thirties. Okay. Like so many people played with Red Nichols, um, and they were on tour. 
And Glenn Miller was like a workhorse, and that's it. What everyone yeah. said about him is he worked so hard. He was not the most talented trombone player, but he was but always he, on. Yeah. He never missed a day, and there was one time in like... I don't know, Nebraska, Kansas City, like somewhere in the Midwest, they were doing a, a bus tour. Yeah. And Glenn gets so sick that the band is like, we know you want to play, but like, you, You're canceled need, you need to rest tonight. Aww, uh, like, like they took care of, and they found this local trombone player who was like, yeah, I, I would love to play with y'all. I even know Glenn's solo from this song off the record. I've studied it. I've learned it. And they're like, oh, well, this is gonna be great not a problem we have a trombone player to fill in let's see if it goes great so this kid name lost to history sad day sad, sad. day uh not for him okay <laughs> <laughs> Got it. sits in with the red nickels band and this song comes up and and uh the, the one nice thing about this biography is that george simon has notated all of the recordings he mentions so you can go and listen to everything he's talking about as you read. So oh. that's what I did. That got me into a lot of Glenn Miller music I didn't know. Amazing. Yeah, it was like very cool done. So I'm listening to the recording that this guy supposedly... Played on. ...listened to. Uh, and apparently his record player must have been a little old or a little slow because he played the entire <laughs> solo, note for note, a half step down from what it's supposed to be. Which, which sounded... Really bad. And and the rest of the band is like, he's still going. He's not going to realize it. He's still going. And that's why this dude's name is lost to history. Coming back full circle. Because he was unable to adapt to what happened on the fly. Because he practiced and practiced. He's not a jazz musician. Well. (laughs) He was a musician. I don't even know if jazz musician was an official title back then. I mean, we're talking late 20s. You're right, you're right. But but, yeah. He just played those raunchy... He, he, he fancied himself a, a trombonist and could read and listen from this recording, but could Aww. not hear that he was out. And so this story apparently stuck with the band. And it was like, yeah. it was a number of people's like favorite story to tell of like this one time in Nebraska. In band camp. Yeah, it, it was very much one of those stories. Uh, there's not really a moral to it other yeah, than it is, I that love this adapt. story. But you've got to be able to adapt and figure it out. And if things go wrong... Fix it. And, and like, man, I am all for abandoning plans to fix a problem at hand. Okay, so here's a question. Do you yeah. have, um, from a gig, Oh. specifically, do you have a moment, and I'm not, not in a, like, embarrass someone way, but, like, a moment where something went kind of wrong and you were like, okay, okay, I can fix this, and uh, you just... Yes. What is I it? I have an amazing example of this, I love actually. This. Um, this happened at School of Hard Knocks in Knoxville this past year. Uh, Kemper and Alisan, who organized it, asked me to teach a class with live music, where I'm yep. kind of playing like the favorite dance kind. role and, mm-hmm. and the band role. You've had me do that. It's one I of my have. favorite classes to it's do. It's one of my favorite kind of classes to ah. encourage people to take. I mean, <laughs> yeah. as, as yeah. someone who's like deeply coming from a music background and has been in swing dance yeah. land, like I... I'm kind of uniquely positioned to teach those sometimes, and I don't feel yes. too there, smug there saying very, that. There are very few... Well, I mean, as a as a band leader and a musician and a dancer myself, there are very few people I would trust to yeah. be able to communicate dance and music at the same time while <laughs> doing both of the. I, I think that it's a hard... It's an intersection of multiple... Because you also... like. I'm a good dancer and I'm a good musician, yeah. but I'm not a great teacher. 
At certain mm. things I am, but at that I would not be able like that intersection for me would not work. Yeah. But it does when you do it. And I can't uh, think of many other people that would be good at that. So I, I'm I'm coming to own my own Yeah, I'm not trying to inflate your head. That no, is no, 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 literally no. like I I, I, I I I've come to finally accept kind of my place as good. the jack of all trades. Yeah. Where like I I have my finger in, in I don't think not necessarily that's a jack the master of, all of none. Thing, though. Sure. I think that that's one of the things that you excel at. He is very uncomfortable getting compliments. I am. It's hilarious. I can see you. You're I'm fidgeting. You're like stop complimenting me. But if you get a, if you're a dancer and you get a chance to take a class with John while he is oh, also teaching musicality by playing and. It's cool, okay? It's cool. I have oh, a there's, video. Oh, there's one really great example and opportunity for everyone to do that at this year's upcoming Lindy Focus oh, 2023. Yeah. Nick Shameless and I are plug. even going to go, even though I will have had to be away from home for like eight whole days at that Oof, point. I know. we've talked about is Yes, tough. that's literally... But we're doing it because we I love really John. And it's, there it's are a, other people, it's, too. It's a... I will say this it's as taking off my like organizer yeah. hat. It has been a very important event to a lot of people yes. emotionally and socially and for the scene. Like mm-hmm. it's it shaped a lot of what the scene does today. And so I'm I'm the, the jams, I'm very honored to be able to take it off. Oh yeah. and the jams the, in the lobby were instrumental, instrumental. for me. Yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious because as they're instruments. Yeah, but <laughs> but like even just I I think I met Joseph Brenneman because of the jazz jam. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh, a killer musician, a great resource, One a great friend. One of my favorite musicians to hire. I haven't talked to him in years, but... We got to play together in Dayton, Ohio earlier this so year. It was good. me and Christian and Kemper and him and a bass player. Shut it was so up. much fun. Uh, um, yeah, that sounds no, like a so, band that I would enjoy being around. So, uh, cool. So I was teaching this class, yes. live music and dancing, um, together. And uh, I was lucky enough to have Keenan McKenzie in the band. An amazing band leader. One of my favorite brilliant. saxophone players yes, brilliant. alive. Um, but he, we, we had a moment because I just kind of grabbed the musicians. It was Sunday morning after they'd played Friday and Saturday night. So we just got oh, together yeah, and I was yeah. like, here's basically what we're going to do. 30 well, second do rundown, this. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're yelling it. I'm shouting at them as we go. The students are like, the, <laughs> students, are, yelling. the students are seeing behind the curtain, Yay. which is kind of the point of yeah, it. You know, like the the, they're seeing it. us work it out. It also helps them understand how to better react with musicians, mm-hmm. whether, which I think is a, Thing uh, that need, yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, yeah, yeah. Just hearing how the how the conversation happens yeah. and how how musicians speak, and so we were in the middle of a song, and I don't even remember. Uh, uh, Keenan just like picked a blues melody, uh, just like a blues riff. We did it, and then we were coming to the end, and we kind of all looked at each other, and I just looked at Keenan and I said, "One more time," and I th- everybody kind of went like, "Oh yeah," just like the last. Eight count, the last two bars, like like that kind of ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a tag. Keenan launched into a whole thing from the top again. And so the whole band is like, okay, here we go. And he went like, we were bringing it down, like Dave's getting real quiet, and Keenan goes big. But the thing that happened is like, we held that low, and Keenan went up, and like he held being like a real power over a real quiet rhythm section. And, like, it's one of those things that only happens was on it, accident. Was this solo dancing or partnered at the time? It depended on what they wanted. I gave them the choice to do... To I do. bet the... I bet As a partner dance, that would be wild. Oh, I was just... I bet that would be so cool to watch and then to see how people interpret... 
but it was yeah. it was very cool. Yeah, and and we ended it. and We came together and we like kind of came back as a group and we were talking. And one of the students said, "Yeah, when I heard you say one more time, and I thought it was just going to be like that last little lick one more time." And I was like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> and then Keenan jumps in and is like, "Yeah, I thought that too." And then I did something else. Well, I'll tell you, I. One but it was, it, was, it was one of those moments where, like, it's amazing, right? You just we made a mistake, and because so we committed, it worked. I had even one. Better. I had a thing happen back. This was in like probably 2019. So I had one of these at Rudy's, and I don't remember oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah, I was yeah. doing, but I was playing, and it was with I don't I, I don't remember the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's we hard to remember every music, lineup, right? And we were playing, and it was some. Swing tune, can't remember, I can't give you anything but love, maybe, sure. or something. A classic. Anyway, at the end, it may have been summertime, I don't know, but it doesn't matter, because what happened was we ended, and then suddenly the musicians started playing At Last. Oh! Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and I went from swing tune to At Last, and sang the whole song. Hell yeah. It was so cool. That's awesome. Like, so cool. But that was one of those things where I had said, okay, end it. And the next thing you know, they just kind of went Going rogue and did else. it. Yeah. And it wasn't even something that we were, like, it was not something we were planning because it was a swing gig. Right. And that is, at last, is not a swing tune. Right. But yeah. it was a cool thing. And it and worked. It worked. And I think at that point, I was belting like a... E maybe like I melted things I didn't know I could melt. It was fabulous. It's amazing what you can do when you're not prepared. Yeah, yeah. Yes. People undervalue. Like it's amazing what your brain and body can do. Capable of when you're put in that situation, you know. Yeah. And you, like, you're someone who's done the background work to be able to handle that. I just and like did it. Yeah. Just did it. You just did it. I'm. I'm jumping in and singing all of my dad's I vocals know. for two of his bands tomorrow. It's thrilling. I've learned all this music this week. I'm playing ukulele on a few of those tunes. I've been playing ukulele for a month. Well, I'm so excited for you. It's amazing what you can do <laughs> when you just gotta do it. Okay. It's necessary. Okay, so John, you get assigned a flower. This is part of the podcast. Oh. Um, your flower is going to be... I've been looking at my list, and I just haven't been able to decide. I'm going to have to look at a picture, because I won't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, I think... And I'm, like, trying... Uh, so... I get a flower? This is so fun! You don't get to take it home. You just get to know that you are that flower. Yeah, that's fine. This is better I, than Zodiac. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think you're going to be a balloon flower. A b- Here's why. Okay, these are balloon flowers. Oh, right? They have this gorgeous, like, deep green foliage, and then they, I don't know, it's like, they literally look like balloons before they blossom. Oh, like, they're so okay. cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like that. I was they look pretty like that. bloated before I blossomed. <laughs> no, but then the thing about it is, like, so you're, like, you're hiding in the green foliage, and then you blossom for events. Oh, that's very kind. But you can be your little balloon self I, I, at home. I, yeah. Okay. I definitely so balloon sometimes. You also, you have to assign me something and not a flower. Um, if you had to pick, if I were to embody, oh, <laughs> you have to pick a swing album. Album. That embodies me. Or it can be a singular song. That's but, easier, yeah. Oh, is it? For me, yeah. Okay, a singular song that that if you think of Megan, 
you think of this song, but it can't be it not in a like this is very flowy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um This isn't exactly Please an don't answer. say the spinach song. No 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well No or I shave them dry. I don't associate with you. Um <laughs> But I, you are the only person I've ever played with who has uh, a song about a dentist. Oh! And every once in a while, I'll remember. I've got I'll, a dentist. Yeah. I will schedule a dentist appointment, and I think of you every time because I think that's the only song. Well, it's one of oh, two wait. songs. Is it called Long John? Long John, they call him. Oh my gosh, it is. Maybe it's I called just, Long John. It's a song about a dentist called Long John. I have a very vivid memory of you singing about a dentist it's a and thinking it was funny. Blues. Yeah, it's a classic tune. Uh, <laughs> but but so yeah, well, that's ironic. But that was that's, my, that's my first thought. Okay, w- without thinking well, any deeply, any more deeply about y'all, it. Y'all, I want you to know that you should not, if you listen to that song. Do, do not sit there and think that that the the message of the song is why John thinks about it. No, 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 no. The, the, I mean... Because that is an innuendo song. Yeah, to put it gently, it's not about a root canal. No. Um, no, it ain't. But it does make me laugh. It's um, a really good song. Yeah. Cool. That's my first thought. I'm not going to go any deeper than Great, that. Great, I love that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners? Um... I feel very awkward doing this, but uh, I, I hope everyone comes to Lindy Focus. And it's not just for your money, which is great, but like, I wouldn't do this if I didn't think it was important in some way. And what do you think the best takeaway from Focus is? Um, I think the best takeaway from Focus is that there's always an opportunity to deepen the relationship between music and dancing. Huh. Cool. Yeah, in, in, in any form. Great. Okay. Yeah. Y'all should come. Thank you, Megan. You're welcome. This Thank you. This is lovely. Okay, are you ready to turn it off? Yeah, the chicken's not raw anymore. Three, two, one. Hey, said, baby, when I start drilling, I'll have to give you Novocaine. Thank you for joining us for episode 13 of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. Want to connect with John? You can always find him on socials, but my best recommendation is to head on over to Lindy Focus this December and meet him yourself. Visit lindyfocus.com for more info, and maybe I'll see you there. As I mentioned earlier, this week's music is a live recording by Megan and her Goody Goodies, featuring John on drums. You can find the Goody Goodies on streaming services, but be aware, this version of Long John Blues is not available. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We'll be sharing extra stories, our special cocktail recipes, and more, so don't miss it. Finally, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience, share more stories, 
and build an even stronger community. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden.